right now, I want to talk a little bit about, I'm sure you've heard, unless you've been living under a rock these last uh, few days, um, a very well-known broadcaster has been let go by Bell Media um, for what some people thought was related to age, gender, or graying hair. However, Bell Media has said that Lisa LaFlamme's ousting has nothing to do with that. But I would like to talk a little bit about this, whether whether that has anything to do with that, those things. Um, these things occur on the daily in the workplace. So joining me on the line to talk about sexism, ageism, grayism, misogynism, is Dr. Tomi Mitchell. She's an MD in wellness and performance. She empowers lawyers, doctors, and other professionals to reduce burnout and overwhelm so that they can increase productivity in the workplace and leverage. And she also talks about leverage-based leadership. She's a speaker, trainer, and writer who talks about mental health, burnout prevention, leadership development, and racism. Good evening, Dr. Mitchell. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm very well too. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on the program to talk about these very sensitive issues. And I I mentioned a little bit about Lisa LaFam and the situation that had occurred. And a lot of people felt because during the pandemic, she decided to let her hair go gray as many women decided to do. Um, And that there was maybe some raised eyebrows about that. And and some people might have thought that that's allegedly why um, she was let go, but it also can lead that kind of thing coming out of the blue. There was a lot of criticism about how it was done. And it was compared to some other gray haired, gray suited men (laughs) who had left at much Mm -hmm. later times in life and well into their seventies with um, white hair. Uh, And so there was comparisons there. And so this was thought that she was treated unfairly and there was a lot of criticism of Bell Media. And you can see where that would lead to low morale in a company. And so when there's distrust of leadership or, um, when this type of thing happens out of the blue, people feel there's been an injustice, you know, what impact does that have on the other people in the workplace? Okay. So more so the ageism you want to focus on? Yeah, sure. The ageism and, and also, you know, if people, because I think ageism, if it is ageism that, that has to do with it and, um, you know, other people might be thinking that they're reaching their expiry dates as well. Yes, that is. Okay. So what you're explaining and what is happening right now is very common in the workplace. Um, women over age 50 typically are judged differently than men their same age, same experience. Okay, it's a real thing. And the second thing is, for those listening, Note that no one's going to really admit that they're, you know, a misogynist or a sexist. Like, really, are they going to admit that? Okay. Never. Never. Exactly. Right? And Mm -hmm. we know that the society is very patriarchal. And as women, we have been fighting for our rights from from day one. So in the workplace, women are judged differently when a woman shows leadership she's often told she's bossy she's rude Uh she's aggressive right but a man shows leadership and does something he is praised right so this issue is beyond complex and i just want to say just 
to get off my chest. What happened to Lisa Lassan was absolutely disgusting. Even if you take away ageism, sexism, anything, you don't kick someone to the curb like that, like without any announcement. She didn't even get that farewell. I'm old enough to remember Peter Mansbridge and Lloyd Robertson. And I know when they left, it was a big deal. Like they, there was, they were remembered. But she got uh-huh. kicked aside like an old bag. Now, I'm curious, though, I'm and, you know, a little bit of devil's advocate here because I think she's a brilliant uh, person, obviously. And I wonder if there's something else. I wonder if this was her choice to, did she orchestrate this? Did uh, it perhaps to make a point? I don't know. But, um, and I also wanted to to add to your, when people are over the age of 50, when men are over the age of 50 and their hair goes gray, they are distinguished. Whereas oh, women course. are, you know, there there has been some, um, rumors, if you will, gossip that, you know, some people said who approved Lisa LaFlamme's hair going gray. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but it, it's a very different approach, uh, to when men go gray versus when women go gray. Um, 100%. but you know, is there a chance that she could have orchestrated that, uh, to prove a point? Yeah, I honestly, considering her career and the reputation she has and her desire to be authentic, I highly doubt it because I think there's so much back chatter into what is going on in the company. Plus their, I think their president or vice president leader stepped down. And when that happens, when the top, there's usually crumbling below, you know, there's uh-huh. a uh, cultural uh, thing going on, right. In the workplace. Uh-huh. Um, are you referring to, um, uh, Michael Melling, who yes. went on pay, yes. paid leave, I believe he went on paid mm-hmm. leave, which is still, yeah. you know, that's there's there's um, smoke there. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. So they're taking a leave after after this. So you know that there are things going on in that company that aren't sitting well, and they're you know it's yeah. a public relations nightmare for yeah. some public relations company to deal with. But, yeah. you know, what happens to the people around them that, um, I mean, I, I love the, I do love the fact that a lot of people stood up for in this particular case, because oftentimes people just keep their nose to the, you know, nose to the grindstone. They're just going to do their work. They don't want to be the next ones. They're not going to stand up for the injustice. So, but what happens to the people in the workplace who witness this, who are living through this? How stressful is that for them? It's extremely stressful. And, you know, Sometimes you don't even realize you're under the stress because you get so used to it. Just Uh this evening when I was thinking about this topic, we're going to talk about memories came to mind of, you know, blatant misogyny, blatant ageism, blatant sexism. I've lived, but it's because it's so common. Uh It's often ignored. And that's sad. It's really, really sad. I think a lot of companies are now going to be looking within because they don't want to be the next Bell Media. Just like you don't want to be the next right. Rogers with half your radio going down, like the like internet, uh-huh. right? You don't want to be Bell Media right now. And companies, big or small, need to listen up because this news story didn't just fizzle out after a day or two. I think it's like day 11 now. And right. it is still going strong. So that says something. Like, as a society, we are tired of the isms. We're tired of them. And people are talking about it. And I think that's good. 
I, I think it's fantastic. It's a great point uh, that you've made there. Yeah. Absolutely. This is not going to go away quickly. I don't no. think, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's anybody's guess. I'd be surprised if she returned, but that's just me. Um, but you know, uh, it, it's, it is so hard and you know, any woman who has worked outside of the home, because we all work inside of the home, let's face yeah. it. But if mm-hmm. you've also worked outside of the home, you likely have experienced this. And in fact, if you've experienced it, give us a call. The number to call one 9898 You don't have to name your employer. I have certainly experienced this yeah, in my <laughs> time. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I, I've experienced it so many times. Like I can't, I don't even know which story to bring to mind, you know, right? um, because it, it's, it's sometimes it's just so shocking where you're left out of meetings on your project. It's like, uh, there's no need yeah. to bring it's nine, nine men and who are invited to the meeting, but not you, be, but you're the head of, you're the lead on the project, but you're not, you don't need to be invited to the meeting. You know, in that particular situation, fortunately, a man stood up for me <laughs> and was like, that's crazy that you're not having her come to the meeting. Um, you know, so, I mean, just, just so many different times are women treated less fairly. And we're also expected to do a heck of a lot more in, in the yeah. workplace to prove ourselves. How much, how much truth is there to that? Cause I've been killing myself. Oh, there myself is so here. much truth. <laughs> how many women in the workplace have been given the role of you're the official coffee maker, you're the official clean, you know, tidy things up. Men are not hardly ever given those roles. That, that patriarchal way of thinking that a woman's place is truly in the kitchen. It's like, it's still in society. Let's not kid ourselves. Follows women in the workplace. And it's worrisome, but it's an opportunity for change. And, you know, do we accept those roles and not, I mean, are, are women at, at fault? Um, you know, do we, instead of speaking up and saying, I'm not going to do this. I mean, who does arrange the parties at work? Who does bring in the food? Who does, um, all of that, you know? Um, but how much, you know, fault, I, I I hate to say fault, but you know, what can we do? What can women do? We've got a caller on the line. I want to get to Brian right away from White Rock, British Columbia, and I'll read the text next. Hello, Brian. Hello, Maureen. Good evening. How are you? Um, oh, I'm I'm fine, thank you. And I'm uh, happy to have an opportunity to voice uh, my opinion. You may be uh, old enough, like I am, and I'm probably much older. There was a show called, um, it was Paul Harvey's, and it was called A Now for the Other Side of the Story. Do you remember that show? They always Never came on with it. Okay, well, you can Google it. It was very, it's very, it's still in the United States. It's I sunny, will. But he always put two perspectives, one side and then for the other half, but uh, okay, I haven't heard that. So um, I think Maureen, you, who I, who I have no problem with, and I, I love uh, um, the the TV CTV. I have loved her for years, and she's probably the classiest. It's, I, there's a lot of women that are very good, but she's top drawer. Uh, what I do have issues with, um, Maureen, mm-hmm. um, you, I think it was you or the lady that's with you that said no one is ever going to admit that there are no male that there is going to admit that they're a misogynist. Uh, I don't agree. Uh, I used to work for Manpower Services and Office Overload, where we only hired females um, uh, Mm -hmm. because we were sending females out to the office. 
I have no. I was always champion for females. I agree that females don't have. They, they have. They have a harder uh, role in life, bearing children and all the other things that you know that women have to do that men don't have to go through. I think that's an imbalance. But my boss said to me, my first boss was, you know, think of never speak in absolutes. Um, she never said yet, and the company hasn't said yet, that she, in fact, was fired because of her gray hair. It's been everywhere the assumption, like, you know what the police say? Hey, in the court of public opinion, this is what happened. And what about in Canada mm-hmm. in the United States? We're supposed to say innocent until proven guilty. Never speak in absolutes because we don't know. Now, uh, she, you said she didn't get the, the farewell. No, she didn't because she went on Twitter before CTV. I don't work for CTV. I'm a retired guy. <laughs> Ten years retired. I'm, I'm not trying to put in a good point for them. I'm just trying to say let's look at it in, in balance because I, I hear this all over the country and this stuff. And I say, hang on, my wife is totally, uh, she's not really in agreement with it. I'm just saying, well, let's be fair. Let's be honest. No one knows why she was fired. She went on Twitter and said, we know. I was blindsided. I was blindsided. So to say that mm-hmm. no man would, I'm not a misogynist, and, and I, 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 I get really upset uh, when people say, oh, men are, yeah, a lot of men don't treat women properly. That is true, but it's not everybody, and she never said it was, but everyone has said, like the, the book that I'm sure you've read, where uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, that the black guy was guilty mm-hmm. of the murder until Atticus came along, the lawyer, and said it was the white mm-hmm. guy and proved it. It was Boo Adley. But everybody is assuming that she got fired because of her age. But we look at companies like Costco or Home Depot. They've got people that are the same age as me in my 70s and women all through the place. Well, what about those companies that, that they deal with? No, well, she's in the media business, and she's got a, she got thirty. She's had thirty eight years. We don't know why she's left. She's thirty eight years of income, and who knows what kind of a. They had, it took six weeks for her to ex- accept the package that she was getting as 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 severance. That could be a great one. I want her back Allegedly, on TV. I love her, but know. I'm just saying. Let's let's call it as it is. <laughs> Well, I I do think my guest, Dr. Tomi Mitchell, I said allegedly, which um, we have used throughout, and my guest is Dr. Tomi Mitchell. She's on the line. And and she did say, you know, no man is ever going to admit that they are a misogynist, which is a person who dislikes or is strongly prejudiced against women. I think that was her point, that you're not going to say, I'm a misogynist. You know, I hate women. Nobody's going to come up with that. But, But you make a lot of great points. And this was allegedly... We are talking ageism, sexism, and grayism with Dr. Tomi Mitchell, who's an MD, and she works in wellness and performance in the workplace, in particular high-powered people like lawyers, doctors, and other leaders in Canada and the world. Thanks for staying on the line, Dr. Mitchell. Oh, Appreciate my it. pleasure. This topic is so good. So It's a great topic, yeah. and I love this one. This I wanted to get to some of the tweets that I've been sent. Um And it is, I love this one because this is my experience. (laughs) What about being the only man in an office full of ladies expected to do all the extra tasks and left out of every conversation? I actually work in an office where it's all females and one male. He fits right in. (laughs) I will tell you, he's got a great sense of humor and I think that's important, (laughs) but just one of the girls, basically. Uh, It's the, it's the healthiest workplace I have ever worked in, I have to say, and that is the truth. Um, 
but that's one of the, that was, uh, one was for me, Dr. Mitchell, but this one's for you. Hi, Maureen. Uh, it's Rick in Abbotsford. I have absolutely loved and admired Emmy Lou Harris for a very long time. She aged gracefully going gray and is still putting out great music. Wow. Amazing. I loved her long before gray and still do. I admire and respect strong women, no matter where they are. Someone once called my daughter a, I don't think I can say the at word on, on radio, but anyway, I just did. And she said, dad, that is exactly what I am. A babe in total control of herself. First of all, um, Dr. Mitchell, I want to ask your opinion on why do we always have to modify women with an an adjective, strong women, smart women, nice women. We don't say that about men. That's the one thing. But, but what do you also think of this gentleman's, uh, text message about, um, babes being in control? I think I just want to say that every situation can be different, right? Um, Some workplaces, this works well. Other places, not so much, right? Her and then, you know, she reclaims that, I guess. Yeah. But you know what? Exactly. Yeah. Takes the power back. I don't want to say like, I, I don't want to tar everybody with the same brush. Workplaces are toxic, can be very toxic. Yes. And, you know, the yes. balance between... Uh, males and females, you know, can actually lend itself to, um, you know, to sexism, to ageism, to this grayism. You know, we, yeah. we seem to be okay with men aging, but we're not, not as good uh, with women aging. And why do you think that is? Well, it's, there's been a double standard since time started, right? Um, I think mm-hmm. there was a study recently that says women after age I think they reached their peak attractiveness at like 18, 20. Like it's ridiculous. Um, Maureen, you did ask an amazing question before the intermission. Like what can women do for themselves to help them? Right. Is it okay if I just answer? I'm kidding. Yeah. I was so excited. I'm like, yes, this is it. First women, we have to love ourselves. We have to love ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. We do. We have to, we have to have some self-respect. We have to care about ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And set limits, say no, I'm not tolerating this. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's not easy. I I worked on a big project recently. I was the only female department head, you know, leader, project leader, if you will, out of about 20. And the only one who was, um, I had to report any decisions that I made. I had to report to the two top men. It, it was all men and myself, but they could do these things that I wanted to do, but I wasn't allowed to do them, but they were, it was only a contract and they were all on contract as well, but it was, it was completely unfair <laughs> and very stressful. Yes. I can only imagine, but again, I've lived it so many times. So it's not even imagining it's just reality that many of us, but you know what? It's often as women who are very outspoken, we are not going to back down and we're good at what we do and we know we're good. Okay. That's that self-worth. That's that self-love that needs to be there. Right. And you, but there's also that fear that we're going to send you out. We're going to send you packing. There's also that fear that we're going to send you packing. Now I know people would expect that I would be just as you described, you know, and I'm not true confessions here. (laughs) I do not speak up. I have a very hard time speaking up. So what do you say to women like myself, who I know that would shock a lot of people, but 
who do not speak up, who are afraid to speak up, like myself. Yeah, yes. Well, find your voice. Start practicing. It could be something as complimenting somebody on something, speaking up, not just saying, oh, I think that person looks that looks good in that dress or that's a nice car. Actually say it. So you have to practice it. And when you continue to practice it, it spreads to other aspects of your life, right? So that's one. And also... You might not be the extrovert like I am, and I call him introverted extrovert. Anyway, but you can <laughs> say something and encourage other women. And that's a point that is almost another show itself. As women, we need to support each other only when it's oh, done right. <laughs> right? Yes, right? exactly. But, that's, but it's true. Women, that is, women are their own worst enemies. Yeah, yes, women can be brutal in the what, workplace as well. Absolutely. Yes, 100%. Is, so. Yes. So correct. I have to say, I did speak up about something on this last project. And I said, you know, here's the deal. They can do it. And I didn't even say those men can do it. <laughs> I just said, the others can do it. And I can't. Yeah. And they said, oh, no, no, the others aren't supposed to be doing it. But we want to switch this. And so you're the newer person here. And we want you to, you know, we want to start with you, in other words, you know. I'm like mm. so malleable anyway. <laughs> um, so it was kind of like, okay, that still doesn't seem fair or right to me no, either, but it's not. Um, it is what it is. So oftentimes we really have to bang hard on the doors uh, to get somebody to hear us. And, and, you know, because the world favors oftentimes, not always, oftentimes exactly. favors men in the workplace. You know, we sometimes have to be quite careful. Definitely, with, with what we say. Definitely, we're viewed differently. We're judged differently. It's it, it's definitely challenging. But I think if we really regroup as women, if we really look at ourselves and we really look at our own act responses, it will help. And then the other piece, leadership. When you have a team that is toxic, it's largely because of poor leadership. I'm sorry to break it to the leaders out there because you have the you have the power to really help support the culture you want in that workplace to show transparency, right? So and let women break that glass ceiling that we talk about so much. So it's not just the individual, it's the top because I've worked with people basically they were stressed out and actually had, some have had women leaders in their jobs, we had to take them out of the workplace for them to heal because it was that toxic. And I'm seeing it so much. It is like an epidemic of toxicity and it's Uh heartbreaking. It is. But you know, a lot of leaders, people get into leadership roles and they don't have any of the training. They don't have management Mm -hmm. training. I mean, I had a, a leader in particular, there was an issue and he was like, you know what? I'm a people pleaser. I like people to get along. I like it all, you know, and it it had nothing to, the issue had nothing to do with that. You know, what it had to do with was a toxic um, individual in the workplace who was treating people terribly, but it was, it, it was perceived as, you know, two girls pulling their hair in the sandbox, you know, and, and I will say that women don't help ourselves when men, perceive women as kind of fighting or scratching each other's eyes out or gossiping, you know, 
I don't know how we'll get to the place where women will actually support other women, as I really don't think they do so much. And, and in a way, they have to be out for themselves, too. I, I can see that. Yes. There, you know, there are some women that support, but it's not as much as it should be. Like, it's the overwhelming. I see so much cattiness, like, in social media. And even in real life with clients and patients, it's like, where is this support? Right? Where is the holding them up or be happy for them instead of being jealous and trying to tear them down? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That's, yes. That's very. I've seen that too. Yeah, we do not have the old girls network. <laughs> like there mm, no, is the old no. boys. Like there it's is the, the old, old boys, boys network. network. Yes, Absolutely. and it's the older men, it's, right? Isn't it the older men typically that are in that network? <laughs> but okay. women, when the they reach that age, pretty darn well. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But, uh, well, Dr. Mitchell, thank you so much for your contribution to the program tonight. Well, if people want to learn more about the work that you do, or maybe they want to reach out for some help, how would they get in touch with you? Yes. Uh, if you go holistic wellness strategies, so holistic with an H, wellnessstrategies.com. And if you just Google me, you'll find my page. It'll be at the top. Fantastic. So, Dr. Okay, Tomi, yeah. T-O-M-I Mitchell. Yes. Thank you so much. Nice to talk to you again. Yes. Thank you.